everyone, and welcome to episode 3 of Primm's Playlist. My name is Prim, and just like last time, I'll be analyzing 5 underrated K-pop tunes and recommending them based on your favorite songs. To keep this podcast from getting too repetitive, I'm going to be trying to spice up my script a little bit this episode. You know, adding a little metaphor, a little wordplay, a little bit of segue action. Let's see if it works, because it probably won't. Also, um, my allergies have been acting really bad recently, so if my voice sounds kind of different, that's just because my sinuses are not doing too well with the pollen right now. Also, this is my second time recording this episode because I recorded the whole thing and realized I didn't plug my microphone in. <laughs> it's only episode three of this podcast is already kind of falling apart, so we're figuring it out together. It's an adventure. Let's pull up the playlist. Song number one today is Maybe by Koyo, coming in at a little over 3,000 views on Super Sound Bugs. I couldn't find much information about Koyo as an artist. Nothing in the comments, no artist bio on iTunes, no real Google results other than links to this music video. Considering that this song is her only song on iTunes though, this may be her debut. And if so, I'd say this is a very strong debut. We start off with piano and a very soft, airy vocal quality. Then the song quickly fills out into more percussion and like notably a ballad style electric guitar. From there, her voice grows stronger, staying mostly in a low register before entering the chorus on a literal high note. One of my favorite aspects of this song is definitely the vocal melody during the chorus. Though most of the vocal melody uses long, slow notes, there's a certain part during the end of the chorus that uses a much faster rhythm, adding a unique rhythmic element to this otherwise standard ballad. Not like that's a bad thing, though. Usually, elements of songs become standard because they're effective. And in this case, I think a standard ballad style song is effective because it really suits Koyo's voice and you want to show off your voice in your debut. Maybe seriously reminds me of mid to late 2010's Taeyeon, like I and Fine. Like seriously, if Taeyeon did a cover of this song and I didn't know about this version, I'd assume Taeyeon's was the original. The vocal melody also kind of reminds me of Fly by Jessica, though the instrumental is completely different. Almost like a ballad version of Fly, if that makes sense. This is especially apparent during Baby's chorus. Taeyeon is definitely a much closer comparison though, so if you're a fan of that era of Taeyeon's solo career, definitely give Maybe a listen and maybe you'll like it. At 13k views on Stone Music Entertainment, our second song today is Alright by Marco, a member of C-pop group Fancy Red, formerly known as A-Crush. Fancy Red is commonly considered China's first all-girl boy band due to the group's androgynous style. I should note, there are English articles stating that the group members are non-binary, but the official A-Crush Twitter page and members of the group themselves have stated that the group members identify as cis girls and that English articles aren't a good source for the members' gender due to shaky sourcing. So there's always a chance that the company could be trying to cover something up, because God knows the entertainment industry can be transphobic, but at this point, any gender speculation would be misgendering at best and outing at worst. So with that being said, let's talk about All Right. It's a summery song with a quirky feel, combining guitar with these interesting bubbly little synths and snappy percussion throughout. Notably, the song is in a halftime tempo, 
Essentially, the song is composed in a way that makes the tempo sound half as fast as it actually is while still allowing the original tempo to peek through a bit, allowing the song to sound both upbeat and relaxed at the same time. You'll hear this kind of tempo a lot during pre-choruses, but this song uses it for the whole song. And I think that with that whole upbeat and relaxed vibe, it's a perfect tempo for summer. Lastly, this is another song focused around heavy autotune. If you listened to last episode, you know my opinion on heavy autotune, which boils down to it can be a good stylistic choice. I think it's a good stylistic choice here. It fits with the genre the song is going for, just a straight up summer bump. Listening to this song almost feels like listening to a mashup combining winners more summery songs like Island and Love Me Love Me with Boys and Girls by Zico featuring Babylon. Winner has a very cool, chill approach to summary music, while Zico and Babylon go more upbeat. And as I said before, Alright combines the upbeat and the calm via its halftime tempo. The best comparison comes from one of my friends, though, who recommended Mayday by Crush featuring Troy from Red Velvet. Same use of halftime, same quirkiness blended with that same summary feel. Honestly, I'd recommend Alright to anyone who's primarily into boy groups and is looking to check out some female artists. This is a great jumping off point that'll still be in your comfort zone musically. And also, if you're into the three songs I just mentioned, especially Mayday, you'll definitely find All Right, All Right. How about song number three? For song number three, we've got another ballad, currently at 2.3k views on Super Sound Bugs. This is Help Me by indie singer-songwriter A.M. What stood out to me with this song is the use of household objects, like adding general background noise with a tape player or rustling points to add texture to the percussion. This real-life soundscape contrasts with the electronic elements and pre-recorded samples in the percussion. Outside of the percussion, though, the song mostly contains piano, bass, guitar, and there's some extra reverb guitar added in the second verse. Although this is a fairly standard set of instruments, it's combined with the interesting percussion, and considering that no instrumental segment in the song sounds repetitive or copy-pasted from another point, this song is able to easily be classified as a ballad while still having its own unique texture. This is another song where I had to Google K-pop boy group ballads for potential comparisons because, as I've said before, I tend to listen to girl groups a lot more often. In my searching, I came across Don't Leave by Block B, which has a similar instrumental to help me during its verses. Also, it kind of reminds me of that one song from Rents Everybody Knows, which means that by the transitive property, it also reminds me of Dive by Dalsuman. And 9am by Iki, an underrated song I covered last episode that also I compared to Rent and Dive, so shameless plug. One thing I haven't actually talked about yet is the music video's Windows XP aesthetic, using, like, desktop display elements from Windows XP to display Aeon's music creation process, like him singing, him playing the piano, etc. Honestly, the combination of this aesthetic with the soft tone of the music and the use of interesting samples reminds me a lot of Wilbur Soot's satirical song, I'm in love with an e-girl, although slower, a lot more serious, and based on piano rather than acoustic guitar in terms of what's playing the chords. And since Wilbur Soot is primarily a gaming YouTuber, this counts for this episode's gaming reference. So if you're into anything I just mentioned, or just on the lookout for a good ballad, I'm glad I could help you find Help Me. Let's check out song number four. 
All right, here we have Tomato Song by Children's Musician Doa, currently at a little over 27,000 views on One the K. Yes, I know this is a song for literal babies, but it's my podcast, I decide the content, and this song goes hard. No, seriously, it actually kind of goes hard. Combining Doa's cute voice and the standard kids' music acoustic guitar with a loud thumping bass. I'm not sure if that bass was intentional or just the result of poor mixing, but either way, it was a choice I honestly don't hate. My main gripe with this song, though, is its length. It's only one minute long. Yes, it's a children's song, but there's a good chance my analysis of this song will be longer than the song itself, and that makes my editing job harder, so to extend the length, though, I can just throw in the official instrumental to this song, because Doa is one of those MVP artists who actually releases their official instrumentals. So, like, if you want to make a mashup of this song, you actually can. And if you do want to make that mashup, well, I'm sorry to say that I don't have many good song recommendations for you. The only song that's even close is Boom Boom by Momoland, since it also combines acoustic guitar, thumping bass, and cute voices. But it also has a lot of other elements that don't appear in Tomato's song, mostly its electro swing elements, and it has a much slower tempo. The song also reminds me of, like those Aikyo songs that they'll, like, put on those, you know, variety shows for K-pop idols to, like, act cute to. Honestly, any comparisons to non-children's music is doomed to fail since children's music is such a specific genre. But hey, if you have kids or you know someone with kids, maybe this is a good choice for you. Or if you're like me and you like to watch kids' TV shows out of nostalgia and an existential fear of the passage of time, you might get some enjoyment out of this too. And if you hate it, well, don't throw rotting tomatoes at the screen. Last but not least, at 6.4k views on So Music Entertainment, here we have Via by York featuring Saki Ram. I don't actually know if it's Via or Via, and given my background in Latin, there's a good chance I'm going to accidentally pronounce it Via, so just bear with me. So, I try not to have favorites, but this has got to be my favorite song uploaded all week. We start off with this echoey, shaky percussion layered over this mysterious, almost creepy synth in a way that almost sounds rhythmless until the bass kick comes in and ties the whole thing together. Then starts that airy, echoey, soulful voice. I can't find color-coded lyrics anywhere, but after searching around for other songs by the same artist, I'm pretty sure it's Song He Ran singing. At the same time, that mysterious synth condenses into a recognizable rhythm. There's also this plucky arpeggio and distorted detuned sawtooth synth that gets added in, so keep those in mind. And also there's this almost vibrating element added to percussion, like one of those ribbed wooden things you rub the stick on in elementary school music class. I realize this part of the script is kind of all over the place in stream of consciousness, but honestly, that's kind of what listening to the song feels like. A lot of things are happening surrounding you, and then it ends, and you feel like you got jolted out of a daydream in the middle of chemistry class. So remember how I said to keep that plucky arpeggio and distorted sawtooth in mind? Yeah, that's because those instruments and the main mysterious synth seriously remind me of Porter Robinson's tracks. The mysterious synth is like Sea of Voices, and the sawtooth and arpeggio kind of sound like the start of Goodbye to a World, though in a different time signature. But that's the most apt comparison I could think of. There are other elements to this song that I can trace to other artists you might like. The rhythm of the mysterious synth of the verse reminds me a bit of Alan Walker's work, especially Faded. 
and the shaky percussion beginning sounds a lot like the percussion in Yuki Kashi Ura's work for the OST of one of my personal favorite anime, Puelamagi Madoka Magica. And as our second obligatory gaming reference, those detuned sawtooths remind me a lot of the iconic background music from the speedrunning history channel Summoning Salt. The best comparison here is Porter Robinson though, so if you like Porter Robinson's work, you're sure to like Vaya. And hey, you can tell them you found their song via this podcast. That was even worse than the tomato one, I'm so sorry. So, those were our five songs of the week. This week's playlist was like a feast, each song a dish with its own unique flavor, like ballad, or EDM, or tomato. But the meal isn't over yet, it's time for dessert. Let's spin the Wheel of Segments. And this week's segment is... Such a tease. Ever watch a music video teaser and get really excited for the full thing to drop, but then the final music video looks like nothing like the teaser? Well, in Such a Tease, we'll be analyzing teasers like that and recommending a song that fits a little better. Now, because this segment is specifically about teasers and music videos, my recommendations will usually focus more on concepts and visuals than the music itself. Also, unlike B-Side Spotlight and One Year Later, the song I recommend won't necessarily be underrated. It can have any number of views and be performed by pretty much anyone, it just needs to fit. With that out of the way, let's talk about Twice's TT films. While the TT films weren't the official teasers for Twice's TT music video, they were content meant to drum up hype for TT that ended up not looking like TT, so they count. There are nine of these TT films, one for each member, all focusing on that member failing to complete a task such as cooking, sewing, or answering the phone. But storytelling in each TT film is very pop-centric, revolving around one member sitting or standing in one place with little to no movement and interacting with the props around them. Because of this, the set design and prop design really shine through in each TT film, as the environment around each member is largely what informs their acting and the like storyline happening in the film. The same observation goes for Vanishing Paycheck by Stella Jang. Even though the color scheme is like brighter and the music is jazzier, it uses similar prop-based storytelling. Just like how the Twice members try to make smoothies and paint pictures, Stella Jang tries and fails to save her paycheck. The more abstract nature of that task though means that the interaction with the props is more symbolic. So instead of like failing to make a smoothie by adding broccoli, it's more like grabbing at rings and coins to represent trying to save money. This more symbolic use of prop-centric storytelling works a lot better in a full-length music video, because you don't really have the time to do something like that in something as short as a teaser, which is why the TT films are so much simpler. So if you're a fan of Twice's TT films but want something a bit longer, deeper, and more brightly colored, go watch Vanishing Paycheck. And with that, we end episode 3 of Primum's Playlist. If you enjoyed this episode, check out the original songs at bit.ly slash pmpf3. That's bit.ly slash capital PMP underscore lowercase ep underscore three, the number. And if you'd like to support this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you really want to go above and beyond, donate to our Patreon page for special perks. Links to those can be found at linktree slash primsplaylist. That's linktr.ee slash p-r-i-m-m-s-p-l-a-y-l-i-s-t, all lowercase. 
Our podcast is a proud member of Studio 16. If you enjoy our podcast, support us for free by joining our Discord server at discord.gg slash 6, capital R, lowercase xw, capital mg, lowercase f. And if you want to learn more, visit studio16network.wixsite.com. Thanks for jamming with me today.